The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Rosh Hashanah. Masechet Rosh Hashanah has been sponsored by Mr. Soli and Cheryl Mizrahi. Hashem Alehem Yihyu for the Hatzlacha of both of their families, for Bezat Hashem, health, happiness, Rabnasa, continued success, and of course, uh, much Nachat and uh, pleasure from their children. Hiratzon, in the Zechut of their dedication to the Masechet Rosh Hashanah, they will be Zochef for good judgment, they will be Zochef for good Beracha and Mazal in all their endeavors. Amen. Today's daf has been dedicated in memory of Nuri ben Le'ah and Ze'ev ben Rachel, dedicated by Nuri Jaradeh. Daf Zayin. Today's daf is being studied. Le'ilun Ishmat Avraham ben Esther. Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden. Amen. We begin today's daf on Vav Amud Bet, and we start three lines from the bottom. We learned in a previous Braita that regarding a Bechor, that's the firstborn animal that has Kedushah, so therefore, we said that the Kohen is obligated to eat the animal within one year. We learned in the Bright above that even though a year passes, even though, let's say, three holidays do not pass, even if a year passes without three holidays, so the Kohen is over, Bal Te'acher. So therefore, the Gemara now discusses from when do you start counting this clock? When does the clock of Bechor begin? So Gemara Zibayelu, we have a question. From when do you start counting the year? This is from the time that it was born. When it becomes worthy to bring as a sacrifice. We know an animal cannot be brought as a sacrifice until it is at least eight days old. <clears throat> so therefore, the question is, do you start the count for the year on the day it's born, or from the day that it is uh, acceptable for a Quran to the eight days old? Vela peligin, there's no argument. Ha betam, ha bebaalmum. There's no argument. We're talking about two different animals. Ha betam, that's talking about where you have an animal, let's say, that does not have a blemish. So then already... In that case over there, we'll wait till the eighth day, because since it's not we for a korban, because it doesn't have a blemish, so then you have to wait eight days, and then already you start the clock counting for the year's time. Because it's shalem, it's not we for a korban. However, let's say the animal was born with a blemish, so therefore it was never standing for sacrifice, because it always had a moom. And therefore it's only standing for eating, and therefore you start the year on the day that it is born. So that's the haluk between from the day it's born, it's talking about the case where the animal was born, ba'al moom. Therefore it's never, it was never that way for a korban, whereas the case where the animal is a shalem or a tam, then the clock of the year starts on the eighth day. So the Gemara says, ba'al moom, mi achile, which means, is it permissible to eat an animal that's a ba'alum immediately after it's born? Which means, you have another problem. You don't know, <clears throat> at least until the eighth day, maybe the animal is what's called a nefil. Which means, maybe it was a premature birth, and therefore we're not sure if the animal is going to even live 
which means until the eighth day, the animal has a status of questionable if it's going to live or not. And therefore you always have to wait eight days. Forget about the kurban aspect of it. You have to wait eight days for an animal to take it out of this category of a nifil. Because once it lives for eight days, then already you know it's a stable animal, and if it's a healthy animal, it'll live. So the Gibbara saying, even a Baal moon, it's not edible immediately. Yes, you'll have to wait eight days. Look how the clock should start eight days later. Kesha is talking about by the Bechor when you know it was a full term pregnancy and therefore you're not, you're not suspecting that the animal is not developed that you have to wait another 8 days when you know it was a full term pregnancy and the animal gave birth at the end of its uh, term so then everybody don't have to suspect that it's a nefil and therefore it's definitely not a nefil and therefore you, on the first day of its birth you'd be allowed to slaughter it and eat it therefore the clock starts on a Baal moon on the first day. Tanu Rabbanan, we have a brighter. Bechad benisan Rosh Hashanah lachodashim. On Rosh Chodesh, on one Nisan, that's considered the beginning of the year for the countings of the months. Which means the months begin from Nisan. That's the first month. Uli'ibudin, regarding leap years, the Gemara will explain. Vlitrumat shekalim, meaning using the new shekalim, every Aleph Nisan you must use the shekalim that supply the Qurbanot for the coming year. So the treasury uses the new coins starting Nisan, which is the fiscal year of the Bet HaMikdash regarding the Hefeshekah starts on Aleph Nisan, Batim. Some say that also regarding you're renting a house, and if a person, let's say, rents a house to his friend and says, I'm renting it to you for this year, so the year ends on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, like the Gemara will explain. <clears throat> so basically we see, we have a lot of cases in this Brayta that our Mishnah did not discuss. Our Brayta discusses that Aleph Nisan is considered a Rosh Hashanah for months, for leap years, for the new fiscal year for the Shekalim, and some say for Skilut Patim. So those are four additional cases that our Mishnah did not discuss. And now the Gemara is going to bring sources for each one of these principles. Lachodashim Minalam, which is how do I know that Nisan is indeed the first month of the year? So it says, Dikhtiv, Hachodesh Hazelachem, Rosh Chodashim, Lishon Hulachem, Nechotiachana. So we have a Pasuk that says this month is the first month <coughs> for all the months of the year. Now it doesn't tell us which month it is, but the Pasuk continues. The Beruel Kol Adat, Yisrael Lemor, speak to the people and say, Be'asor Lachodesh Hazel, the tenth of this month, Be'ichodahim, Ishsele Betabot, Selabait, they should take a sheep and tie it to the bedpost. Be'yalachem, the Meshmerit Adar Ba'asar, Yom Nechodesh, Meshachatuoto, and they should keep it. Until the 14th day, and on the 14th day they're going to slaughter it. Uchtiv, and it says, Shamor et Chodesh Aviv. The Pasuk says that what? We have to protect the month of the spring. And the end of the Pasuk is Basita Pesach. Now, Ezeu Chodesh Yeshbo Aviv. Now, which month of the year is the. <coughs> is it the. is the Aviv, which is when the wheat starts to become ripened. Haviomer <coughs> Zenisan. Must be that that is Nisan, because we know Nisan is the month of year where the fruits start to ripen and the wheat starts to ripen as well. Vekari Rishon. And we saw the Pasuk said above, Rishon Hu Lachem Shana. So again, it says that there's a first month of the year. And we know that in that month, the Jewish people had to take a Se Lebet Avot 
to take a sheep. <coughs> and it says that when was Pesach? Pesach was in the spring. So therefore by deduction we assume that since the spring starts in Nisan, and therefore Nisan must be the first month of the year. Who told you? Maybe the spring, also the fruit are blossoming and ripening in the month of Iyad as well. As well as the wheat is ripening in Iyad. So maybe Iyad is the uh, first month of the year. No, it has to be the spring. And in Iyad, it's not considered spring. Because the spring begins in Nisan. True, there's some later fruits that ripen in Iyad, but the main of spring is in Nisan. So the Gemara says, Okay, maybe when the Pasuk is Aviv, it means Adar, because there are some fruit that do start to ripen in Adar, which is the early fruits start ripening in Adar. So maybe when it's Chodesh Aviv, it means Adar. Tarat Gemara says, Ba'inan Rov Aviv Veleka. Now when it says Ba'chodesh Aviv, it means the month where the majority of fruit are ripening. Which means, yeah, you're right, you have some pre-fruit that ripen in Adar, and you have some later fruit that ripen in Iyar, but the main of Aviv is in Nisan. So the Gemara says, Midi Rov Aviv Ketiv? Does it say in the Torah, Ba'chodesh Rov Aviv? It just says, Ba'chodesh Aviv. Please, any month that is Aviv. So we're back to the question. Could be it's Adar, or it is Iyar. So the Gemara gives a new source. Meaning, how do you know again, Nisan is the first month of the year. It says, On the 15th day of the 7th month, which will be the 15th day of Tishri, when you're going to gather the wheat of the land. Now which month is the gathering in, is the harvesting? That's for so talking about Tishri. That's calling Tishri the seventh month. And therefore if Tishri is the seventh month, Nisan must be the first month. And that's how you know that Nisan is Rosh Chodesh. Because again, Tosfor explains that in the times of the Gemara, at this time, they knew the 12 months, which is they knew the names of the month, and they knew they were in a certain order, but they didn't know which one was first. So once already you're telling me that Tishri is number 7, so therefore we count uh, 6 months before Tishri, and therefore we find out that it comes to Nisan, therefore Nisan must be the Rosh Chodesh for the month. comes again, who told you... Maybe the seventh month is Marhajvan. Umay Shivi'i. And what does it mean when it says Bahad is a Shivi'i? Shivi'i liyar. Right? Maybe Iyar is the first month of the year. And therefore when it says Bahad is a Shivi'i means seven months from Iyar, you're going to have Sukkot, Hagasif. You just because you see that it's called the seventh month. What's called the seventh month? Maybe it's the seventh month from Iyar. Therefore, Iyar is really the first month of the year. The Gemara says, Bainan Asif Veleka. Well, the Pasuk did say the seventh month when the harvest is being done. And since the main harvest is being done in uh, Tishri, so therefore the seventh month of the Torah must be referring to Tishri. Gemara, who told you? Ve'ema Elul. Which means, yeah, the harvest does start in Elul. So therefore, maybe the harvest is Elul. What does it mean the seventh month? Shiva'i la'adad. Seven months of Adar. I mean, the Adar will be considered Rosh Hashanah. 
So we have the first uh, month for the first the first month for the months of the year. So to that the Gemara says Ba'ina Rov Asif Veleka, which means you need the month that the majority of the harvesting is taking place. And that does not apply to Elul. Yeah, the early harvest takes place in Elul, and the later harvest takes place in Hajran. But the main harvest is in Tishri. So therefore Tishri is the seventh month. Uh, and therefore the Gemara says if Tishri is the seventh month, so six months before that is the first month, which would be Nisan. So the Gemara says, When the Torah says the seventh month, it's saying the month of Rov Asif. It just says Asif. And therefore really it could be either Mar Hajvan or Elul the seventh month. And therefore, back to the first month, the first month could either be Iyar or Adar. So back to the question, what's the source? Really, you don't know from the explicit Pesukim in the Torah Moshe Rabbeinu that Nisan is the first month of the year. However, we have it from the Nevi'im and the Ketubim. As we have a Pasuk, it says in Zechariah, Beyom Esrim Barva'a, La'ashte Asar Chodesh, U Chodesh Shebat. Trees was on the 24th day of the 11th month, which is Shabbat. So now we know the 11th month is Shabbat, so therefore we count backwards to the first month, and therefore the first month must have been Nisan. So again, we had the names of the months, and we had the order, we just didn't know where you start from. So the fact that it's called Shabbat, number 11, so we just backtrack and it'll take you to Nisan as number 1. Rabbah Barulama, Rabbah Barulama, that's a different answer. Mehacha. I'll say the sources from him Megillat Esther. V'telakah Esther elam melech hashverosh el bet malchuto b'chodesh ha'asili u'chodesh tebet. Again, Esther was taken in the tenth month, which is tebet. So therefore, count nine months before that, and you'll come to Nisan, which makes it one. Another answer. Avkanam al meacha again from a pasuk in Zechariah. Barba'a la'chodesh atishii bekeslev, which means you have a pasuk over here on the fourth of the month. Of the ninth month, of is Kislev. So once you already know Kislev is the ninth, so just backtrack eight months before that, and it puts Nisan as number one. Comes the Gemara and says, Ravacha, Bari Yaakov, Amar Mehacha. Again, another pasuk from Esther. Ba'yekareu, Sofrei HaMelech, Ba'etahi, Ba'chodesh HaShilishi, Ruchodesh Sivan. Right, this pasuk calls Sivan the third month, and therefore two months before that, would be Nisan, which would be number one. Rav Asher Amar Mehacha, Rav Asher brings another pasuk, make it out to say, Repeal Pur, which is the lottery of Haman came out in the 12th month, which is Adar. And therefore count backwards, and you see the first month must be Nisan. We can give another answer. Which means, in the beginning of that pasuk that we just quoted, it says in the first month, which is Nisan. So therefore it's clear that Nisan is considered the first month of the year regarding the months. So comes the Gemara and says, Which means, how come they didn't just bring this last Pasuk? It's explicit Pasuk in Begilat Tassir. What do you have to bring Pasuk from Zechariah and other places? So the Gemara says, When it's said over there, Maybe Rishon Limilteh. Which means, maybe it means it's the first month after Haman's 
planned. Which means I can explain the Pasuk within the first month after Haman, let's say, rose to power, then he made the lottery. So you have no proof of that Pasuk that when it says Bahodesh Shon that it's actually talking about the Jewish calendar starts on Nisan. And I can tell you, no, Bahodesh Shon, which means it was in the first month after Haman rose to power, he drew the lottery. Therefore, we have no Ra'ayah over here that it is from Nisan, therefore the other Pesukim were more explicit. Comes again, Tana Didan, our Tana, how come it did not list the case of Aleph Nisan as Rosh Hashanah for the months? That was not listed in our Mishnah. Tana Didan, what about our Tana? Bashanim Kamaydi. Our Mishnah is discussing all Rosh Hashanahs that have a effect on the year. Which means we're counting the year for a certain law. For example, Rosh Hashanah for Melachim, the year changes. So that would be considered all the examples of our Mishnah. However, Bechodashim, Lo Kamayri. Which means the Mishnah is not giving you a Rosh Hashanah that has an impact on counting months. It only has an imp- uh, a case where it's impacting the counting of years. Now even though, when it said that, for example, Aleph Nisan is Rosh Hashanah for Regalim, and we learned in the previous Gemara that one is over Balta Akher, even if he delayed a three regalim, according to the Bishamon, for example, even though a year did not pass. So therefore, once three regalim pass, it's not a year. So that we see the Mishnah is giving you scenarios that are not uh, year calculations. So the Tosafot answers that. But the point is, since it's a calculation that's a close to a year, which is three holidays, so that's, uh, that's practically a year. So therefore... Mishnah can list it. But here, it's just a Rosh Hashanah, Alephtisah, for the subsequent months. But it's smaller intervals, therefore the Mishnah does not list it. Comes the Gemaran says, Ul Iburin, which means the first of Nisan, is considered Rosh Hashanah regarding the law of leap years. So the Gemaran says, Le'iburin, Minisan, Maninan, which means that we count Nisan, is that when we make the leap year? Do we start making the leap year in Nisan? We're not allowed to make a leap year before Rosh Hashanah. Why? Because before Rosh Hashanah, it's too early for the rabbis to decide. Because we're concerned that the people outside of Eretz are going to forget that a leap year was made. Because they instituted it much too before Pesach. And therefore, in the first of Adar, the 15th of Adar, which they're going to think is a regular Adar, and really the rabbis made a leap year, so therefore they're coming to, they're going to treat that the first Adar like Nisan, and therefore a month later they're going to be eating Hametz on Pesach. Meanwhile a month later is Pesach because the rabbis made a leap year. So in order to stop the confusion, the rabbis did not announce a leap year or make a leap year before Rosh Hashanah. They want to make it close to the holiday so everybody will find out. But whether if they did make it before Rosh Hashanah, in a it is still not it does not it is not valid but if let's say there's a situation where the rabbis are concerned that they're not going to be able to meet and convene just like on top of the Romans where they banned Dachamim from meeting what to make Kedusha Kedusha this added month so then then the dispensations we let you sanctify the extra month right after Rosh Hashanah immediately. Because normally even you shouldn't do it after Rosh Hashanah, you do it right before Pesach, so the people are aware. However, in this case where the circumstances, the rabbis allowed you to do it after the um, 
miyad, which means you're able to do it uh, immediately. Which means right after Rosh Hashanah. But still, But the extra month that you add is always the 12th month, which add an extra Adar. So what do you see from this, Brayta? Uh, that the decision for Ibu Shana is never in Nisan. So what does it mean when it says in the Mishnah, Alif Nisan, Ibuin? If you make leap years in Nisan. No. Before Rosh Hashanah, you can never make a leap year. And even after Rosh Hashanah, you can only do Bishat Adahak, but that's in Tishri. We're talking about Nisan. So the Gemara says, Amar of Nahum Ritzhak, Maile Ibuin. What does it mean when it says Ibuin? Absakat Ibuin. It's the end of the Ibuin, which means once Nisan comes, Betin cannot add another month. It's too late. Which means they have to do it within the period of Adar. However, Adar passed, now they announced Rosh Chodesh Nisan, it's too late. Iburin is over. So when it says Rosh Hashanah Iburin, it means that is the cutoff point to Iburin. Ditnan, like we have a Mishnah in Eduyot, Hen, meaning Rabbi Yoshua and the Papias, Ha'idu, they testified, Shema'abberin Ashana Kol Adar. That they say you have the whole month of Adar, until the end of Adar, Betin has a right to make a leap year. Because the rabbis argue and say, Ah, the Purim. They say, no, you can only make the leap year until Purim. But you do see clearly, according to the first opinion of Rabbi Yoshua and Papias, that you indeed have the whole entire uh, uh, month uh, of Adar to make the leap year. But once Nisan comes, it is forbidden to make a leap year. What's the logic of the rabbis that say you can only make a leap year until Purim? Since we have a statement, that the rabbi will start to teach the laws of Pesach 30 days before Pesach. The people are going to come to eat Hametz. How? Because once the rabbis start teaching the laws, they're not going to pay a Pesach, they're not going to pay attention to the statement that comes from Babel that says that they made a leap year. They're going to say, hey, the rabbis wouldn't have started teaching Pesach. They're going to take the rabbis' teaching of the laws of Pesach 30 days before seriously. And now they're going to, next month, on the 15th of Adar, which is really Adar Sheni, they're going to treat as Pesach. And then in the next month, which is really Nisan, they're not going to treat as Pesach. They're going to come to Mizazel Bahamets. So therefore, the Hakamim said that since the rabbis talk about the laws of Pesach 30 days before. So therefore, once Purim comes, which is 30 days before, the rabbis cannot make any more leap year decisions. Ve'idach. Oh, so the question is, what about the other rabbis, which is to be Yeshua and the Papias? They said you have the whole Adar. How come they're not concerned about this uh, mistake that can be made? Because the people know. That's the, the leap years depending on mathematical calculations. So the people will think, The rabbis couldn't figure out the mathematics until this late time. Which is, they're not going to say, well, since we started learning the laws of Pesach, so that's it's really Pesach coming out there, so not a leap year. No, they'll say, listen, we started learning the Pesach, but you know what? The reason maybe why the rabbis at the end of the month came and decided a leap year because they weren't able to figure out the mathematical calculations if it's worthy or not. Now they figured it out. So therefore, it would be... Um, so therefore, when it says Aleph Nisan, it means Aleph Nisan for leap years, meaning that the leap year is over when it gets to Aleph Nisan. 
And the Mahlokit is, how far in Adar could you go? So if the Shita of Rabbi Yoshua and Papias come along and say, that you have the whole entire Adar, and the logic being why you have the whole entire Adar, is because... We're not worried that the people are not going to take it seriously. The people know that it's a mathematical calculation. Sometimes you have to figure it out until it takes them time to the end. According to the first opinion, according to the second opinion of Hakamim, you can only make the Kiddush HaKodesh until, but you add an extra month until the 15th, because once the 15th comes already, they start learning Hakot Pesach, and therefore they're not going to take the Ibud seriously. Comes Gavran says, "Vetana didan." How come our Tana did not list that Aleph Nisan is considered the end of the leap year? Which means once Aleph Nisan comes, the rabbis cannot retract and make a leap year retroactively. So Gavran says, "Bathala kamaidi, bafsakalo kamaidi." Amishnah is talking about the beginning of things. However, it's not discussing the end of things, and therefore Ibur Shana is the ending of something. And therefore, Amishnah is not discussing when the halakot end. We're discussing over here, going forward. That the year begins on these things, not ends. We continue with the Machikalim. We learned that what? In the Amishnah, that one Nisan, actually the Braita, is the Rosh Hashanah for the collecting of the new Shikalim, for the new fiscal year of the Betta Megash. How do you know that Nisan is the cutoff point of the fiscal year? Amar Yoshua Markera, it says by the Kurban Musaf of Rosh Chodesh. Zot olat Chodesh bechodche o chodcho lechodche hashana. There is a lot of words Chodesh in this pasuk. Zot olat Chodesh, the daily, the monthly Kurban bechodcho in its month lechodche to the months of the year. So the Gemara says, Abra Torah Chodesh vehave Kurban mitrama Chodesh. So the Derashat that the Hakamim give on this pasuk is, have ve Chodesh bring new coins. For the korban, for the terumat al-shkab, hadashah, for the, for the new, uh, for the upkeep of the Benta Mikdash. So the word chodesh, that's written several times, is really actually saying hadesh, which means bring new coins. Now, which month do you bring the coins? Well, the Gemara continues, Vegami shana, shana, minisan. We have a gezerah shava, on the word shana, that's written by Nisan, to another pasuk. It says, Tekhtiv, Rishonu lachem, Nechotcheh Hashana, Barosh Chodesh, of the first month of the year, it says, Rishonu lachem, Nechotcheh Hashana, so it says the word Hashana, and it says, over here by the pasuk, that they quoted, in Tamidbar, Zot, Rat Chodesh, Bechotcheh, Nechotcheh Hashana, so since both pasukim refer to months and years, so it's similar to that, and just like in the first pasuk, it was referring to, uh, uh, just like in the second pasuk of it, when it says Rishonu lachem nachotcheh shanah, it's referring to Nisan. So too in the first pasuk when it says Zot olat chos bechotcheh lachotcheh shanah, that the month that you start using the new funding for the Beit Hamikdash is Nisan as well. The Gemara shanah shanah mitashti. Who told you? Maybe we have a we have the word shanah written by another month, which means by Tishri, and maybe Tishri becomes a cutoff point for Shikalim. How do we know? Dechtiv mireshit hashanah. Should we have a pasuk that calls Rosh Hashanah mireshit hashanah, the beginning of the year? Danin shana sheish imah chodashim, mishana sheish imah chodashim. Ve'en danin shana sheish imah chodashim, mishana sheish imah chodashim. Which means the Gemara is basically saying we derive a hekesh from a year that has months to a year that has months, and not to a year that doesn't have months to a year that does have months. Which means in the case of 
Chodesh Nisan it says, Zotolat Chodesh Bechodesh Bechodesh Hashana. And therefore it says Chodesh Shana. And therefore both Pesukim, when it says Nishonu Lachim Nechodesh Hashana, and the Pesukim of the Chodesh it says Nechodesh Hashana, so you have Chodesh and Shana in the same Pesuk, so that you can learn. However, the Shana She'en Ima Chodeshim, that would be Mereshit Hashana, that's the Pesuk by Tishri. It does not say anything about months, therefore we keep the Nerashah to the months, and therefore since by the Pesukim of the months, so that's more favorable to learn from that a yekesh to the pasuk of zot v'atchol bechotchol lechotchas shana. So the shana there, which is preceded by months. So this shana also is preceded by months, and therefore we learn that Aleph Nisan is the new fiscal year for the Turumat Hashkalim. Come to Gemara now. Says some laws regarding korbanot simur. Amar Rabbi Yudam Shmuel. Korbanot simur be'in be'had Nisan. I say korban simur that comes on the first of Nisan. Mitzvah levim in hadash. It's a mitzvah to bring from the new coins. Ve'im levim in a yashav. But if you brought, let's say, from Lish, yashikalim yasa. But the avad korban is okay. Ela shaisel mitzvah. If you are lacking in the mitzvah, because you didn't bring from the new coins, it's a mitzvah to bring from the new coins. You just. Uh, you don't get that uh, reward of bringing for the new coins. Tanya Nami Yechim Ebrayter support this Korbanot Sibur that Bain Behad Nisan Korbanot Sibur that are brought on the first of Nisan Mitzvah Lavim and Hadash. It's a Mitzvah to be from the new fiscal coins. Vimevim and Ayasham. If you brought from the old Yatsa, La Shehiser Mitzvah. But all these are lacking in the Mitzvah. The Yahich and that Dev Mishra, let's say an individual wants to donate money in order to buy Korbanot Sibur, which is public Korbanot. It was private funds. Kishirin. It's okay. However, on condition that at the time that he consecrates his money, he consecrates that it should be for Kodesh Sibur, which is for the people. It's not enough for him to donate the money. If he just donates the money, it's considered a Korban Sibur coming from private money. That's not good. He has to actually donate the money full-heartedly to the Sibur. Now the money can be used. It goes a Pshita. But isn't that obvious over here? Which means if he doesn't uh, sanctify for the Sibur, or I should say if he does sanctify for the Sibur, why shouldn't it be good? Now it's considered by Mount Sibur. He donated it that it should be brought al that of the Sibur. So isn't that obvious? Because now the tema lihush sheme loyim serem the sibur yafe yafe. Because I might have said that's not good because he might not full heartedly give over the animal to the sibur and therefore it's going to be pasul because it's considered like a private ownership. Kamash malan. So we learn from over here that what we don't suspect that and therefore. It is permissible to bring a korban sibud that a yahid donated l'shem sibud, and the hadush is that the rosh hashanah of this is also aleph nisan, which means once uh, nisan passes, so then already the person is over, which means. Uh, if a person, you're really supposed to bring the korbanot, you're really, actually you're supposed to bring the korbanot on Aleph Nisan from the new funding. But uh, I'm sorry, we're giving a case over here that if a person brought private uh, korban, but he donated it to the Sibur, the Hadush is that it's okay. So the Gemara says, Pshita, of course it's okay. And you, might not, you might think that he didn't donate it full heartedly. I go back. You might think he might not donate full heartedly, therefore it should not be good. Kamash Malan, that what we assume that he did donate full heartedly, and therefore it is considered a legal Qurban Sibur. Oh, so comes the Gemara and says, Vetanadidan. How come Amishnah did not list Aleph Nisan being 
the cutoff point for shekalim. Says Since we just learned, if you brought from last year's coins, it's not conclusive. Which means since you can get out of it, you really can't call it Rosh Since finally, if you brought before Nisan. But it's okay, so therefore we only brought the cases in the Mishnah which are conclusive and you cannot get around them. But Yeshomim the Baita continues, after Skirut Batim, that this law also applies for the renting of houses. Tarurabanan, which is which law applies, that Alif Nisan is considered the Rosh Hashanah for renting of houses. Tarurabanan, a maskir by Tahav Rosh Hashanah. Person rents a house to his friend for one year. That's what he said. So you count 12 months from the day that you rented from. If you said, I'm renting it here for this year, even if he took possession on the first of Adar, once Aleph Nisan rolls around, that's considered a year, and therefore the person that rented, that the, the, the one that's renting the apartment, he has to leave, because he only has a one year lease. And even according to the opinion that says that one day of the year is considered a year, and therefore seemingly he should say that even if the guy got the lease on the 29th of Adar, once Rosh Chodesh Nisan comes, already should be considered a year, he can throw him out. He says, no, even that opinion that says one day is considered a year, that's for other laws, but not for the law of... Because a person is not going to, going to go through all the inconvenience and bother to rent a house less than 30 days. And therefore, for sure, he had in mind at least for 30 days. Therefore, if let's say he rented the house on Aleph uh, Adar, Good, so that's 30 days till Nisan. Once Nisan comes, it's considered a year, you can throw him out. However, let's say he, he, he released it on the 2nd of Adar. Since it's less than 30 days, so the year is not up until the subsequent year on Beit Adar. Who told you that Sikhirut Batim goes to Nisan? Maybe it goes to Tishri. And therefore say the same laws regarding Elul. That if you rented it in Elul, so he has a month, and then once... Tishri rolls around, then already it's considered one year. Maybe the Rosh Hashanah for Sechirut Batim is Tishri. When a person rents a house, he rents it for the entire winter season. If it does not make sense, they're going to say Rosh Hashanah is the cutoff point in the middle of the winter. Because the person, even if he takes it, let's say, in Rosh Hashanah Elul, he's coming out for the winter, he wants to stay for the long haul. So therefore, his coming out is not that the streets can attack a year on him. So therefore, we'll say that it's talking about Nisan. So the Gebra what do you mean? V'tana kama debraita v'tana didam, which means you have two opinions. First, you have our Tanav the Mishnah, that did not list Aleph Nisan for Sechirut Batim. And as well, you have the Tana kama of the Braita, that says when you rent a house to a friend, you have one full year. You don't go with the Nisan rule. So what's their logic? There's a lot of clouds in Nisan as well with rain. And therefore a person in Nisan also you cannot say that he's going to... So therefore Nisan is considered like the rainy season. And therefore a person that rents in the Nisan area of the time of year, his intention is for the whole season. Just like we say for the rainy season, that the she's for the whole season, so to a rose. Therefore you cannot say that um, it means... Which is when it said, Maskir Bait Lahavero, you tell me Aleph Nisan is the uh, cutoff, 
Now, according to Tanakhama, now it's not the cutoff. Because we don't say that a person only wants to rent for 30 days and you're going to get him on Nisan as year one. So no, we don't say that because a person's mind, even in the spring, like uh, Nisan time, will wants to rent it for the whole season. And therefore you cannot kick him out after 30 days. So that's the reason why our Mishnah does not list out of Nisan for Shirut Batim. Because even for that, a person wants the flexibility, because he doesn't want to change. He Just like he rents for the whole season in the winter, he rents for the whole season in Nisan as well. And therefore, the Sukhid, the one that's renting a house, uh, he has the advantage. We don't say, Aleph Nisan already attack on a year. comes continues, so we said on Rosh Chodesh Elul, on one Elul, that's already Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Behema. You have to, like we learned in the Mishnah, you have to give 10% of your animals. So the point is you have to give 10% of this year's animals, and you have to take it from this year's crop. You can't take 10% from last year's crop on this year. So the cutoff point for the year is one Elul. So the Gemara says, Mani, who's the author of this Mishnah that says that the Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Behema is indeed Aleph Elul? Rabbi Meir, it's Rabbi Meir, Ditnan, Rabbi Meir Omer, Behad Behelul, Rosh Hashanah Maaser Behema. Good. The Mishnah continues, Valir Galim, regarding counting the Galim for Korban, we said that what? It starts in Nisan, meaning on Pesach. Now who's the opinion of that? Mani, the Bishimoni, because the Bishimoni says that the three the Galim have to be in order, starting with Pesach. Now we go to the third case of the Mishnah. We have a statement of Rabbi Shimon that says, that Maser Behema is an Aleph Tishri. So now the Mishnah is very strange because it starts off with Rabbi Meir. And then, which means Rabbi Meir is the opinion that says that Rosh Hashanah for Maser Behema is Aleph Elul. And then you go to the Galim and you tell me what, and it's going according to Rabbi. Shimon, right? Because the Regalim for Balta Ahir starts in Nisan, which is Pesach. And then you bring me the Sefa that says that Be'azav Rabbi Shimon Omrim, that Rosh Hashanah is from Maser Behema. So the Gemara says, Resha Vesefa Rabbi Shimon, Um Si'ata Rabbi Meir, which means the Resha of the Mishnah, the first part and the last part you tell me is following Rabbi Shimon. However, you're telling me the middle part which talks about that one Elul is Maaser Behema, which is the middle of the Mishnah. You tell me that's going like the Bimi'ir, so it doesn't make sense that you say one Mishnah has two authors. Which means the Maaser Behema, this is Aleph Elul, is the Bimi'ir. Now before that, the Bishimon says that it is Aleph Tishri. And at the end of the Mishnah, we have the Bishimon. Uh, so in the beginning of the Mishnah, we have the Galim, I should say, it's the beginning of the Mishnah. We say the Galim is Aleph Nisan. So the Resha by the Galim is Rabbi Shimon. The Sefa by Maaser Behema, which is Aleph, Tish, ta, Aleph Nisan. I'm sorry, which is Aleph Tishri, which is Maaser Behema, is also Rabbi Shimon. And the middle that says Maaser Behema is Elul, that's Rabbi Meir. So the Gemara says, you have the Resha, the Sefa is Rabbi Shimon, and the middle is Rabbi Meir. That doesn't make sense. Amar of Yosef, Rabbi. Really, the whole Mishnah is Rabbi. The Nasib la Alibad which is, and he himself picked and chose which rabbi he holds, like Bir Galim, regarding the Regalim, Sabalak and Rabbi Shimon. He holds like Rabbi Shimon, and therefore the Galim start by Pesach. Regarding Maaser Behema, Savalak and Rabbi he follows the Bimir that it's Aleph Elu. So therefore, really, it's not two authors in the Mishnah, it's one author to be, but he just picks 
that it's Pesach the first regal. And when it comes to Maser Behemah, he holds like Rabbi Meir, that it is Aleph Elus. The Gemara says, hold it. If that's the case, Arba, why did you only tell me that there's four Rosh Hashanahs? Hamishavu. There's really five. Let's count them. Number one, Aleph Tisa would be Rosh Hashanah for Melachim. And then you would have the 15th of Nisan would be Rosh Hashanah for the Galim, which is that's when you count the Galim starting with Pesach. Then you would have one Elul would be Maaser Bema, one Tashri is Rosh Hashanah for years, Shemitot, Yovlod. The fifth one would be the two, the two Mishvat, the fifth of Shavu, Rosh Hashanah for Ilanot. Which is if you tell me that Rabbi holds like, Rabbi Meir, you have a fifth Rosh Hashanah, you have Aleph Elul, which is Rosh Hashanah for Maaser Bema, besides the other four. So the Mishnah should have said, there are five Rosh Hashanah. So the Gemara gives a few ways. Amar which all he was saying, the Mishnah is, at least there are four Rosh Hashanahs according to everybody. Which means, according to the Bimir, there's four. Why? Because take out the Galim. So if you remember we learned earlier, according to the Bimi'ir, once one regal passes, already you are there on Bal Ta'akhir. So he doesn't hold that regalim start with Pesach, and go in order with three regalim. So the regalim deletes, so therefore you're left with four, according to the Bimi'ir. According to the Bimi'ir, that says that you do have regalim that start on Pesach, Arba'ah, you still have four, why? Dal, Ma'asir Be'ma, take away Ma'asir Be'ma, because she says that Ma'asir Be'ma doesn't start on Aleph Elul, it starts on Aleph Tishri. So all the, when it says Arba'ah, means whichever opinion you're going to take, they only hold four, no opinion holds five, which is either the Mishim'on holds four, the way he counts it, because he takes out Ma'asir Be'ma, because he says that's Aleph Tishri, which the Mishnah counted that one already, and according to Rabbi Mir, it's also only uh, four, because he takes out Regalim, because he doesn't know that you have three Regalim from, from Bata, he holds you're in the immediate on the first half of the day. Comes the Gemara and says another answer. That when it says Arba'a, it doesn't mean there are four Rosh Hashanahs. It means there are four months that have in them several Rosh Hashanahs. Which means all the Mishnah's listing is the months themselves, but not the dates. And therefore, there's only four months. Which means you have uh, Nisan. And Nisan, you're counting it for uh, Regalim, and you're also counting it for Melachim. So therefore, in that month already, you counted two items. And therefore, it's four months that have several different Rosh Hashanahs in them. Metiver, Gebra has a question. Shisha Asar Nisan Rosh Hashanah La'omer. We said on the 16th of Nisan, that's the Rosh Hashanah for Omer, which means from that day on, it is permissible to eat the new crop of wheat. Shisha B'Sivan on the 6th of Sivan, Rosh Hashanah L'Shtei Alechem. That's the day on the 6th of Sivan that we bring a korban made out of wheat. It's called Shtei Alechem. And on that day, it allows us now to bring as Menachot, the new crop, which means on the second day of Pesach, which is the 16th of Nisan, the crop becomes permissible for human consumption, the wheat crop. On the 6th of Sivan, when we bring the Korban Shetalechem, the new wheat becomes permissible to bring as fit for God, meaning as a minha. So comes the Gemara and says, now if these are counted, meaning if you're counting Shisha Sabin Nisan, now, if you're counting also the Sivan, which is, that's when it's Rosh Hashanah for the anniversary of the new time where you can start using the new wheat for Kurbanot. So wait, you have a new month here. Lerabah, according to Rabah, that what everybody agrees, that 
what? That there's really four Rosh Hashanahs. Right, that was his answer to the Mishnah. That according to the Bimiyid, there's four Rosh Hashanahs. Just take out the Galim. And according to, uh, the, according to Rabbi Shimon, there's four Galim. Because he takes out Aleph Elul. For Maaseh Be'ema, wait. The Rava, Litni Shisha. There's really six, because you have to add these two. You have to add Shisha Asar Binisan, and you have to also add Shisha Besivan. And according to Rav Nachman, that says, no, we're just counting the months that there are the Shanim. You have to add another month, because we now included Sivan, because Sivan also has Rosh Tana for Shnei Alechem. Amar Papa, Kika Hashiv, Mide Dehayil Meurta. Our Mishnah is only listing Rosh Hashanahs that start from the evening. Midi de lo hayil meurta, but items that don't start from the evening lo ka hashiv. And therefore, these two items, which we said, on the 16th of Nisan, you're allowed to study from the new crop, that doesn't start till the day of the 16th. And for that matter, that you're allowed to bring menachot from the new crop, that only starts in the day of the 6th of Sivan. And therefore, those are not counted, because the cases of our Mishnah, the laws begin from the night of those days. And that's why these are not counted as part of the Mishnah. Because what do you mean? Galim, regarding the law of Regalim, that you have three holidays before you are on Baltaher, the law highly meurta, which is the Isur Baltaher, does not start at night, because on the night of the first night of Pesach, you can't bring Korban. Korban can only be brought in the day, so therefore seemingly the law of Baltachet, when it's over, only applies in the day. You're not over Baltachet at night, so therefore you see again, a case where the, Torah's, the Mishnah is listing a Rosh Hashanah that has its applicability only in the day and not from the night. V'kahash even is still listed, so therefore why doesn't it list the cases of the 16th of Nisan and the 6th of Sivan, which also are items that start the day. So the Gemara says, no. Which means, when is the person obligated to bring the Qurban? He's obligated, he has three months, let's say, three holidays to bring it. However, it, it starts from when he made his neder. Which means once already made his nether, he's obligated right away. Which is even before the first regel came, the man is obligated to fulfill his nether. So it's not the regel that uh, is the starting point where that he has to bring the korban. The already starting point is from the time of nether. All the three holidays is, 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 is you count when he's going to be over Baltachir. And therefore, you don't count the Baltachir from when he can bring the korban. The Baltachir is from the time that he made the neder. That's already, when he went into the holiday, he had a neder on him. And therefore, that's considered also starting from the night as well. Which means, originally the Gemara said that, that since the Qurban can only be brought in the day, so therefore it's considered a day item. It doesn't, he doesn't start at night. So we're saying, no, really, he's obligated before the holiday even started. Which means he's obligated from his neder. And the, from the neder, then he has to count three, the galim. But you're counting really from the obligation of his neder, which therefore is, therefore he's going into the holiday even at night, he's hayav to bring it. If it starts from the beginning. Comes the Gemara and says, Barei Yovlot, the law highly meurta, Amishnah listed the laws of Yovel. That what? 
that on Yovel, the Kippur of Yovel, the 50th year, blow the Shofar, and there's many laws that apply by the blowing of the Shofar, but that's a day item, the Ka'ashid. So therefore you list in Yovel, even though it has no ramification at night on Aleph Tishri, it only has a, a ramification by the day... So again, when the Torah says to blow the shofar on Yom Kippur, uh, so that's in the day. And still the Mishnah lists it, that it's considered Rosh Hashanah for Yom Tishri. It's considered Rosh Hashanah for Yom Lord. So the Gemara says, the Mishmael ben Oshir, Rabbi Yohanan ben Okahi, Tamar, Mirosh Hashanah, Hayil Yovel. So this is going according to the opinion that says what? That from Rosh Hashanah, from one Tishri starts the Yovel, even from the night of Rosh Hashanah. And therefore, since from the night of Rosh Hashanah starts the laws of Yovel, so therefore the Mishnah is correct when it says Aleph Tishri is for Yovel, because that's going according to the opinion that says not from the Kippur, it's from Rosh Hashanah, and it starts from the night as well. So therefore, the laws of Yovel start on Aleph Tishri. But the other opinions, it starts on the day of Kippur when you blow the Shofar. In any event, you see what? Our Mishnah's basic rule is that it's all items that start from the night. Therefore, it did not list the case of the 16th of Nisan, because the 16th of Nisan, Qurban Omer, is a day item, as well as the 6th of Sivan, which happens in the day. Let's just read Rashi. Let's start the first wide line in Rashi. Going back to the case of the Galim. We learned in Amishtal, regarding the laws of Baal Ta'ahir, that the time that you have in Baal Ta'ahir, it's not from the night, sorry, that when the night began, when the, hol- when the hol- holiday began, you're not going to be over until it's possible that you can bring the Qurbanah. And when's that? And that's only until after they brought the Qurban to Mitzvah Shahar in the morning. Because you're not going to bring anything before it. Which is you're obligated to bring the Qurban immediately from the time of the Nedir. Because you should have brought it uh, from uh, before the holiday. Which means the law of the holidays is just when you're going to be over but the obligation is already going into the holiday. Which means the obligation is even at night. Granted, you're not going to be over until three holidays pass, and therefore since the obligation, you went into the holiday obligated, so even at night you were obligated. And therefore, it's considered a night item, and therefore the Mishnah lists it. Amen, amen.